0: Jeremy here, just before we get into the show, wanted to give an update. We have a new tier on our Patreon. That is the Sheikah supporter tier for $5 or more a month. You get a week early access to episodes as well as getting to pick games that you play alongside us. Each month, people in this tier can pick a game that we'll play. We'll stream it on our Discord for everyone else to see. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. We just played the Rogue Hero Ruins of Tassos game. Uh, which is this roguelike zelda like game that uh, is very similar to the old four swords games it's very chaotic it's very very fun if you want to join up in that go to patreon.com chat of the wild if you can't afford that, we do still have the smaller tier. Just a reminder, people that join in that tier, they get ad-free episodes. They also get access to our side quests episodes where once a month we record an episode just talking about all the other games that we have been playing. You also get to pick the games that we play in between Zelda games what we call our Gaiden games, as well as getting a shout out if that sounds good to you, once again, go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild, sign up, support us. We really appreciate it. Anyways, that's all I have. So let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Chat of the Wild is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. To find out more information and other great shows, go to podcast.hyperx.com. Hello, everybody! Welcome to Chat of the Wild.
1: Oh, Gaiden.
0: thank you in this season we're playing okami my name is jeremy harvey joining me for this playthrough we've got luigi's apartment's very own brian Hour. hi and sweet poison victim's very own bc nelson hey uh so like i said This season, we are playing through Okami. This was picked by our patrons. If you go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild, you can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. And with that, you get to vote on which Gaiden games we play. This was picked by them. Go on there. Sign up. Vote for the next one. We don't know what's in the pool yet. We, we just started this. We'll figure that out later. But you can also see a lot of other great stuff on there. We've got the Legend of Zelda animated series. Uh, some of those episodes are out there for free for the, the free listeners. But there's episodes that aren't. And if you want to hear them all, go on to there. We also have side quests where we play other games that are not Zelda. Go, go on there. Listen to all that. It's a
1: lot of fun. Um, uh, rate and review. All that good stuff.
0: Yeah, go, go, rate, rate and review everything. Tell us how great we are. You can tell us how bad we are as long as you still say five stars.
1: Or you can apparently advertise for other shows. Yeah, you can apparently (laughs) do that too. Let us know what your favorite Zelda
0: show is and then go on to that Zelda show
1: and tell them in their reviews
0: how much you like Chat of the Wild. It's only fair.
1: (laughs) Cross, cross marketing.
0: We also have this thing, if you go to our Anchor link where, where the podcast is, you can leave us a voice clip if you want, if you want to tell us a lot, and maybe you just don't want to do it through text, you can do it that way. Uh, Miles and Emil did that as well, and they just said they really like our show and to keep up the good work. Thank you very oh. much, Miles and Emil.
1: Oh, thank you. Do they have to go to Anchor, or can they do that through Spotify? Do they have to do it on our page?
0: I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I'm going to guess it's just, just through Anchor. Uh, that's where we share most of our links on our Twitter, at Chat of the Wild. So you can go and find it there. All
1: I'm doing is confusing everyone. Gentlemen! Hi! O- hey.
0: Okami! <laughs> yeah! Um. So, Brian, I know you have not played this game, correct? No. No, I have okay. not. Okay. We will Nor circle anybody. back around to you. you. Oh, BC, you have not played it either. I am the only one. I thought you had played it. Okay. Um well, I mean, what how long have you guys known about this? What are your earliest memories of this game, I guess? PC, what about you?
2: Um I remember when it originally came out and it being like this super cool, stylish-looking game. It was just one of those things that I never got around to playing. Um and it, it's a cool classic, obviously. Um but I just Never had the time or the desire to go back and play it, so.
0: They've made it possible, you know? It's not one of those games, like, if here's the thing. This is from Clover Studios, mm-hmm. uh, the now defunct team that was sort of the, it was like the cool team in Capcom that made the cool games, and they made this, they made Beautiful Joe, and they made God Hand, Uh and those were like... All of those are like cult classics. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Joe, you can't play on anything else. God Hand, I think you can do backwards compatible on PS3. Yeah, you can, yeah, or you can play, like that. Uh,
2: I have God Hand on my PS3. So,
0: So yeah. Okay, so you're at least familiar with the, the Clover Studios. Yeah, stuff. God Hand
2: is um, amazing. I didn't realize Kamiya worked on this. Like, I didn't know this was a Kamiya game at all until the credits were rolling at the start. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't it's weird,
0: right? Because you think Kamiya, you think Devil May Cry, you think Bayonetta, um, you think Beautiful Joe. Uh, you know, there there are games out there that he did that were very much focused on punching, right? Like his whole thing is just like punching and sword slashing enemies and just like trying to be as cool as you can when you do it. And this one has that built into its uh battle mechanics and that's one reason why it's still just like a great game because it's a zelda like like a big open world 3d game and it's also got really cool battle mechanics in it
1: um yeah because what when i i remember this game i remember when it came out uh i remember being a huge deal um because of it being a zelda like and everyone being like oh man this this is an example of like what we want like a kind of Zelda. It would be cool if Zelda. I don't know if I don't know if people said that. I don't know. Maybe not. But like people making a big deal Let's about how good this did. game was, huh? Let's just say they did. <laughs> yeah, and, and like that's what I remember about it is that like this was like the first big Zelda like uh, that released that I was like, oh okay, like there are other game, there are people trying to do this style, and especially when. Um, Twilight Princess came out later that year, a game about a wolf and a Zelda game. Uh, and people just kind of pointing at that being like, no, Twilight Princess is is good, but I think Okami is a better Zelda game. And so I always wanted to play it. I just, yeah, you know, I never got around to it. I, I didn't know anyone who owned it on a system that I could borrow or have a roommate who had it or something like that. I just I never stumbled into it. I wanted to play it on the Wii cuz then you could use the paint brushing stuff with the Wii but once again, I never got around to it. So, um and then every that's one of the reasons why whenever uh I whenever we talk about our Zelda likes, I always bring up people saying like, "Why haven't you covered Okami yet?" cuz this this is just like the quintessential Zelda like to me for some reason. It was just like the biggest one I knew of at that time. So I always jokingly bring it up as to when is Chad of the Wild going to cover Okami? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, for me, I, I got this game when it came out on PS2. Uh, it I remember seeing it in magazines and seeing like some video clips here and there of just being like, what is this game? It looks incredible. Uh, I just loved that cell shading style, it always grabbed me. There were, you know, we, we can talk about this. We can talk about Wind Waker uh, f- for being cell shaded games that were really good. There are plenty of other games out there that try to do cell shading that I played and were very bad. <laughs> it was uh, the
1: era for that. So
0: yeah it's you know maybe they still look decent right you can still go back to them and be like yeah this doesn't look hideous it's still not a fun game to play I guess
1: David Duchovny does an okay job on the VO yeah you know. right yeah
0: yeah with 13 yeah um, <laughs> but I got this one it came out on PS2 didn't beat it couldn't beat it like it was just too hard like for me at the time like I I couldn't figure out some of the stuff I just had trouble with it and I gave up on it Jump ahead to when it comes out to the Wii, where they had the motion controls. I jump back in. I played this get through this game, beginning to end. Absolutely love this game. Uh, I I'm hesitant to bring this game up on here because I'm worried about criticizing it. It's it's held in in my mind as being a near flawless game, and certainly I'll reviews see at the if time that is.
1: Uh, held that opinion as well. Like everybody X play, everybody just you know glowing reviews.
0: Right, it- this isn't a game that revolutionizes anything. It's a game that clearly did what it set out to do. Mm-hmm. And that is where so few criticisms came from for it. In my opinion, that it just it's just a solid game mm-hmm. beginning to end. Speaking of which, it's a very long game, and this is probably going to be one of our longer seasons, not including Breath of the Wild, where we've returned to it numerous times and have like done additional episodes, still talking about Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this <laughs> might this this has the potential to be our longest single episode or single season covering a game. So we'll we'll see. Uh, some things that they changed here. So this game came out in two thousand six on the PlayStation two. Uh, it came out on uh to the Wii. when did it come out to the Wii? uh that would have been what like 2009 maybe i I I don't see it by that
1: at that point it had to have been on there you know give it give it a a year or two uh
0: 2008 so it came out in 2008 uh it was ported by ready at dawn to the Wii, which is interesting okay uh Yeah, Ready at Dawn, they did a lot of ports for PlayStation. They ported games for like, uh, well, they made the like God of War PSP games. Uh, They made like the Daxter PSP game, but they also ported this game to the Wii. Uh, In the process where they added the motion controls, they did get rid of the parchment paper filter that the game originally had. Now, in this new HD version, uh, I guess we should say, I believe, are we all playing on Switch? yep
1: yeah
2: I, yeah i am i considered okay. briefly playing on wii u but then I had have to turn on a wii u mm,
1: yeah i think i think you're best off here uh yeah, i think this... i think my uh my rule of trying to play on original hardware is reserved for zelda because i <laughs> okay, own great. those but it, that's that's the uh that's the like it's that's not me being a purist i just own those games already and so i pitch it to you dear listener as i want to play on the original hardware i'm just a cheap (laughs) you know whatever
0: uh in the settings for this hd version you can go and turn on that filter which i immediately did uh you can even choose if you want it to be light or heavy so you can put that that Parchment filter on it if you wanted to make it look more like a scroll as you're mm-hmm. playing through it, which is the thing I always wanted. I was always very upset that they took that away in the Wii version. Uh, speaking of settings, the first thing I had to do when I got control of this game was invert both of the X and Y because I'm just like, yeah, what is this? Oh like, boy. this is first of all, it's not inverted. I had to invert what they believed was normal, which was actually inverted.
1: We had uh, some, so... it is very much the, uh, th- th- exactly the wind waker controls for the camera uh is it okay inverted x and y <laughs> yeah where yep you know bc and i were both just like uh <laughs> every time i go back to each week when i go back to play part of wind waker i have to re-wrap my brain around it
2: yeah i i acclimated quickly but as soon as i control a camera and something else it's going to be curtains because uh mm-hmm. yeah I'm glad they let you do
0: it. I was at at first when I'm messing with it i I looked at the controls and they it's still like some old archaic thing where it's like camera controls, and the first thing you pick it it says like invert x and I'm like are they're only gonna let me invert x, but then if you keep going, it's just like it's just the same it's just yeah. one line that's just like invert x invert y, invert both x, and y, and yeah. so I had to go and do that for it. That was uh, that was annoying.
1: I also I didn't get a chance to really do this in this episode, but you, there are motion controls in this version. Mm-hmm. You can use the Joy-Con to do that, which I will be trying to do.
0: You're okay, yeah. So I'm going to be playing this in handheld. So I will be doing all my painting with the touch screen. Mm. Uh, oh, Brian, you're going to be I trying. Could have done are that, you? Huh? Well, are you? Are you playing it on a TV? Are you doing it with a No, I mean, separated? but I watched
1: this uh, in handheld mode because <laughs> this episode is a lot of watching, and so I was just... Uh, We're going to
0: have to test this out. We're going to yeah. have to see how this works.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: I'm playing with a pro yeah. controller right now, and that's probably how I will continue to play, so...
0: Well, yeah, we'll need to see once we start painting uh, what, what our experience is for each of us. Yeah. Um, so uh I don't know is there anything else to really bring up? Oh well yeah, I guess uh, so before we like really start talking about the game I do want to bring up just just a bit of the the pedigree behind all of this. Uh BC did mention that Hideki Kamiya is the writer and director of this. It does say like when you when you start off the game it says story by, but he's mm. also like the director. Uh the the producer with this is uh Atsushi Inaba. Who is a producer for a lot of other big name games. Mm-hmm. Uh he's he's the executive producer behind the upcoming Bayonetta three, Astral Chain, Near Automata, uh Star Fox Zero, Bayonetta Two, Wonderful One O One, Metal Gear Rising, Vanquish, all the Platinum games, right? Like he was one he and Kamiya moved to Platinum after Capcom was just sort of like, Yeah, we're we're ending Clover. This is not making enough money for us. So you've made we're gonna move you've on.
1: made some of the best games of all time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this isn't really working for us,
0: but they're not breaking through like Resident Evil does. So we're going to go ahead and drop it. Along with that, we have um, in the artist we have Ik- Ikumi Nakamura, uh, who recently, who we we only know because it, in the past few E threes she was get on stage for um, Tango GameWorks talking about for um, uh, it's just came out the um Ghostwire Tokyo game. That okay. was like her game at first and she would be coming out on stage at E3 and just looking so cute in general. Like she's she was you, you you really need to look her up. Like she's out there doing like posing stuff like you like we see often with the the Splatoon people at Nintendo where you know they get on on stage they're being kind of silly. They're doing weird poses and stuff like that. She would go out there by herself at the time, nobody really knew who she was. She was a name, but she was, like, a very important name. She was an, she was one of the artists for Okami, and she's been working on a lot of games behind the scenes, went and did a lot of horror, Japanese horror-style things. And so she has now recently left Tango Game Works and started her own company, and we'll see what she, she brings to the table then. But she was also working on this as well.
1: Is she the one that didn't know what the... Uh... The Shibu Inu bonk meant because she oh, the like, horny shared jail. something, huh? The Horny Jail. Yeah. Is she the one that didn't know what that meant? It was yes. like last year. I don't know. It was kind of a funny story, but she, yeah. like she posted something and everyone would gave her Horny Jail bonks and she's like, "What is it? Why did Why is the cute dog here?
2: <laughs> she posted about Lady Demetrius. Uh,
1: oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and so everybody
2: sent her the 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 bonk go to Horny Jail memes. So. <laughs> yeah, here's a,
0: here's a here's a Kotaku article headline: Ikumi Nakamura sentenced to horny jail for Lady Dimitrescu tweets. So yes, that was her. <laughs>
1: she's just like, what? What's going on? I don't get this. But this oh. is a great
0: this is a great picture. If you you just look at the front of it, you can just see her just with this big smile on her face, just doing like a little pose with the headset on. You know, she's on stage for some video game thing. Uh, but yeah, she's great. Best of luck to her for whatever game she she ends up working and putting out on. I want to check out out.
1: Ghostwire Tokyo, but I probably won't because I don't play a lot of horror games.
0: I want to check it out, but I probably won't because of Elden Ring. Anyway, let's go ahead and take a break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to actually start the game. (laughs)
2: The award-winning Go Nintendo Podcast is the best place to get the latest news on the world of Nintendo. We cover the biggest stories, share impressions of the latest games, and answer your burning questions. There's also some general pop culture talk, game music trivia, a heaping helping of silliness, and did I mention our robot companion?
1: I'm the star of the show.
2: Catch new episodes of the Go Nintendo Podcast every Saturday on the HyperX Podcast Network.
0: Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast where two guys delve into the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, and the impact it's had on pop culture. Everything's the
2: same politically, but we have ray guns.
0: The, the actual motive isn't to explore something that's, quote, yeah. scientifically possible. or
2: But neither is Star Wars, and I know there's Shh. arguments about that, but I would definitely consider Star Wars science fiction.
0: You haven't it's... read Dune! You have... No, I haven't. You can never be the Kwisatz Haderach. What Mad Universe on the HyperX Podcast Network. So, Okami, let's talk about it. We start this game up, and we actually, you can get two intros to this game. Uh, If you start up for the first time, I don't know if maybe it just does this by default if you don't have a save file. It's one of those
1: old school things where if you don't press start, the game will just show you an intro. And I watched the whole thing because I thought it was like Breath of the Wild where, hey, it knows I'm booting it up for the first time. It's just going right into the game.
0: Yeah, and the story it's telling us, we will get retold uh, differently, though. Like, a lot of those games, though, what you're talking about, it'll be where that is the thing that plays when you start a new game. Mm-hmm. This is, like, a different version of that story. This is an uh, attract
1: reel, practically.
0: Right, although, like, the the one when we actually start the game goes a lot more in-depth. Uh, this just basically talks about the first town that we're going to be in. That's That's really... Mm -hmm. all that the the intro tells us it doesn't actually really tell us about what the game is going to be in fact i would Um,
1: skip it because i started to get a little confused uh when the real story popped in so uh
0: but yeah so this game starts off and we are introduced to the story of orochi the multi-headed demon that was destroying towns and, uh, you know, keeping all these towns scared of him by demanding sacrifices of young maidens mm-hmm. every so often. Speaking of Crystalis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we go through a lot of the stuff here. It, it does a lot of describing just how terrifying Orochi is.
1: and Eight-headed it, dragon. And they all look a little different. And, uh, putting towns under curses. Yeah, yeah.
0: Terrifying.
2: I could be
1: wrong, but it looked like there was, like, one head that was, like, the dumb one. Uh. (laughs) There's gotta be. There's always a dumb head.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's Um,
1: like, uh, Hiram McDaniels.
0: We're also told about this dog. There's this dog, um, named, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Shirinu. Shirinu. Um. And this dog sort of just Shira like hung Anui. out.
1: Shira Anui.
0: We're going to go with that. Shira Anui. Uh well,
1: we're not go gonna what have I to... say. I probably put three more vowels <laughs> into it.
0: <laughs> we're not going to have to say this very often because we're going to get a different name for this creature mm-hmm. in the future anyway. But they the, the story told about how this dog sort of roamed the outside of the town. And the townsfolk believed that the dog was actually working for Orochi and they were afraid of the dog. They didn't. They didn't mess with it because this dog apparently looked real scary though. When we see him, it's just a cute puppers. I don't know what they were so scared of.
1: I mean, it glows with an unnatural light. So, well,
0: yes, but like the thing is, is this story is talking about, uh, the story that they're, they're telling here is not going to be the characters we're playing as Mm -hmm. we sort of like take the form of this dog later on. But, this dog becomes a legend because of what we'll get to, where one day Orochi demanded sacrifice, and that sacrifice happened to be the the girlfriend, the close friend, their 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 buddies, who knows. We didn't get too descriptive about their relationship. But uh it, it,
1: it says that uh the the person we will next meet it harbored a secret love for this person.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay.
1: In his heart, and and then like like, the way they decide is they let loose an arrow in town, and whatever house it lands on, Mm -hmm. Uh, if a young maiden lives there, that is who has been chosen. Yeah. Uh,
0: this is Nagi. Uh, Nagi was like the great warrior of this town, and we even are told that Nagi did challenge the dog multiple times and was but was never able to best the dog.
2: Yeah. Was never even able to catch it.
0: Yeah. So one of the reasons why they this dog was to be feared by this town was Nagi uh hears that Nami uh gets chosen by Orochi and is going to sacrifice, and Nagi says, uh uh-uh, uh, not gonna have it. I will defeat Orochi. And so he goes and challenges him, goes into there and has a very tough and long battle. And just when he thought he was going to die, the dog though I I'm not even going to bother trying to pronounce the name again. I know I'm doing it wrong. Uh, shows up and helps out and uses magical powers like the wind to blow Orochi's fire away, and does enough to to stall for Nagi to gain his energy back to deal the death blows to Orochi.
1: Because the uh, um, the sword was the sword he using special, or was the sword special after because of uh, because of this? It was. I believe in, of in it. typical. Okay. Yes, and it wasn't sales... doing much damage to Orochi. It says like no. you know it it this it, uh, very resilient the scales of Orochi, but you know it it still did something, but not much.
0: Yeah, it's it's a typical, almost cliche of this became a sealing sword in the process. Right? Mm-hmm. They they had to use a weapon. It wasn't necessarily the ordained weapon, but it was the weapon that did it. And after the battle, it became a a weapon of legend. Uh, and this all took place in the Moon Cave. This is where it happens. We do get this interesting profile shot of Orochi that you can see this dragon with multi heads, and also has like a shrine and a bell on its back. Yeah. And this looks like it's uh, it's like an uh, an island of dragon heads.
1: It's pretty awesome. I like the two that are coming off the back side, and they're just like, "Oh, we're here too, man. What's up? <laughs> Come at me. I got your six. Uh,
0: after all of this everyone was happy there was peace for a hundred years tell me if you've heard this before
2: (laughs) tax romani (laughs) baby (laughs) Uh,
0: we then cut to modern past day uh, where a a shadowy figure shows up at this shrine where we see this sword in a pedestal Sealing whatever is waiting here. We see him talking to himself, basically saying, like, this sword. This sword isn't magic, right? There's, there's okay. not. I don't I believe in this I stuff. It'll be this. fine. It's a cool sword.
1: Oh, it's, uh, it's uh, Bill's brother, Bud. He's just going to pawn the sword.
0: And uh, he goes and pulls it out, and immediately, all 16 eyes are staring at him. <laughs> it's like uh, that they still seem like they don't i mean it, it, i think it's obvious they don't have their power yet right like they were unsealed but they're probably still stuck in this cave
1: so they're front uh, be- is that what you're saying they're like well I gotta go I,
0: because they they say to this creature of basically like they're a genie where they're like you know tell us you want evil unleashed onto the land like right. it's almost like they needed the call and response to actually get their power back. Like mm-hmm. they need to be like, you have pulled, you have freed us. We are indebted to you, but let's be honest. The only thing we're going to do is destroy the world. So you got to say
1: backwards that. minus the B. <laughs> um, this figure is,
0: is peeing his pants scared. Like he, he, he doesn't say anything. He's just sort of like, I'm out of here. I did not sign up for this. <laughs> As he's leaving, uh the the evil starts to to seep out of this cave and affecting everything around it. Tornadoes, hurricanes, all this stuff is going on in this town. It's getting ravaged.
1: Uh and then we Typhoons, cut over to a trip. monsoons, you know. Everything's whatever you everything, got everything, everything. here. Yeah. Snakes, uh,
0: snails. <laughs> we we then are reintroduced to the tiny settlement of Kamiki and uh it mentions about like you know this town has had peace for hundreds of years, like everyone that lives here has only known peace. uh there is the shrine to the dog that they we we cut over to, and at first, it's just sort of like why uh and that is answered once a wood sprite Sakuya shows up and is seemingly just talking to herself mm. uh she she is
1: whoa, this is crazy,
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> She's just like, oh man, I haven't had to do anything in a long time, so let's go ahead and see if any of this magic works. I'm a little rusty, but let's see what happens.
1: I like that um, the dog looks like, uh, like, like, the shrine is like a, like, got like a sunroof or like, like Michael Dukakis in a tank. It's just like the dog's head sticking out of like this box. Like, I'm just riding in here. It's just me here.
0: Um... Sakuya channels Amaterasu, the the sun god. Uh, in in this world and in other cultures, Amaterasu is is like the top mother god. Uh, the sun is like the most powerful thing. She is the sun, basically. So she channels her into this statue here, uh, and reawakens Amaterasu in wolf form here this is where we're they they referred to her as okami amaterasu i believe okami means something i'm gonna look up these things beforehand
1: yeah because there's a couple things that are called okami something
0: yeah i i do believe okami is just sort of a a term for like god reincarnated um and so they start talking to okami and uh or they start talking to Amaterasu. It's, yeah, I got to get it. We've got multiple names now. This is the third name that we've been given for this beast so far.
1: Um, this, I don't usually do a lot of uh, outside research or listening to other what other people have to say about games that we're covering um, so that, you know, we're going into it with our own opinions and stuff. But I should pro- we should probably get a background on the the influences of, like, just Japanese culture or shit or Shintoism, or we
0: really should <laughs> or, or stuff like that. Uh, she does describe this, this, this place. They, uh, Orochi is now ravaging the, um, the country of Nippon, which is Japan. Nippon is Japan. Uh, and is explaining all of this stuff. Time with Rasu and then gets interrupted. And, uh, by just a weird little bug, in her dress, uh, she doesn't know what's going on. She's just like explaining the stuff, and then out of nowhere, this little glowing green thing pops out of there, and mm-hmm. she's just sort—she's of, laughing about it too. I don't know their relationship. It's weird.
1: I, you know, it's it, it, she's ticklish, I guess. I don't know. It's it's an excuse for jiggle physics.
0: Yeah, uh, this is where we are introduced to wandering artist Isun. Uh, Isun will be our navvy in this. Uh, I believe he soon has a lot more character. Actually, you know what? I know he soon has a lot more character than Navi. Uh, I, I started to think about like where this game goes and absolutely. And, uh, he soon basically just says like, you know, I'm not a bug. I'm an artist that goes around and shows some of his work and we get to see, um, we get to see his rendition of Sakuya here, and it does look... It is a traditional Japanese art style uh, of this god here. And, you know, very... very uh, there's a lot of emphasis on certain regions of her body, let's just say. <laughs> um, They get through all of this, and Isun basically says, like, Okay, you know what? I'm going to go with you. I'm going to help you out in the process of explaining the stuff. We're... Amaterasu does not talk. Amaterasu is a dog and acts like a dog and will fall asleep and scratch herself yes. and in this process when Isun comes up and starts talking, she just eats him at first. <laughs> it's just sort of like what is this thing? I'm going to eat it. And um he you know, she spits him out cuz she's just like, you know, probably just tastes bitter, who knows. And um he's like he's like upset with it, but
1: yeah, there's, a, there's a moment it, when uh, Sakuya or Sakuya, uh, I don't that one I don't remember. Sakuya um uh our our wood spirit uh is just like you're you're amaterasu you're this you know thing like talking us up and telling us you know as soon as we wake up and dog just goes back to bed
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh we could also we will get this nickname later um isun does eventually call her amy so we can yeah. call her amy uh, we'll, we'll get to that eventually, but I'll just let you know, if you don't want to say these long names that are not in our traditional language, just, just a shorthand is Amy, which is great.
1: That's um, what Bill certainly thought it was a good idea. So.
0: Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Uh, after all of this, we uh, are told by Sakuya that she has a way to restore everything. It's in this giant fruit hanging off this tree behind us.
2: So all the villagers and the entire village are just encapsulated in this single oversized fruit.
0: Their their spirits are. You can pack a lot of spirits, man. Let me tell you. Uh I can so tell juicy. you from experience. <laughs>
1: this is like uh um the just the backup like in in um what, like hitchhiker's guide or something like that. Like, yep, yeah, everything's right here. We just just redo it, it's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. And, but in order to do that, we do have to cut it down, and we currently don't have an ability to do that. Isun does have his own sword. Uh, we don't really have anything other than this disc on our back that we don't even know how to use right now. We're just mm. a dog. Uh, you can bark. Once we, this is where we get like control over Ami now, and you can sort of do like a lunging attack and a bark. Uh, I love the bark in this. There's just a dedicated bark button. It's fantastic. We it's we good. just came off a game with a dedicated horn button. We've got mm-hmm. a dedicated bark button. It's very useful.
1: As a Luigi's Mansion fan, uh yeah, anytime you have a dedicated button to yell something just to make uh, a noise, it's, right? it's A-okay with me.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh and if we go into this this tree shrine that we have in front of us where this fruit is hanging off of, there's just a big gap in front of it. We can walk into there, and that's where we will see our first save station uh this is where it is it's it's a giant mirror that reflects the sun so it's it's appropriate right it's not like it's like a, a floating crystal that you just go up to and it's like this is where you save it's like it's almost appropriate for this game on how it works Where like this is where this is where you would respawn as a sun god right <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, this is also where really
1: much to do outside the tree i kind of ran around looking for stuff and it doesn't tell you to go in the tree, but there's a big glowing light. <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. you run in there and, mm-hmm. and find our find our mirror.
0: Yeah, this, this leads us into the River of Heavens, and this is where we are going to wrap up this episode. I know we didn't get through a lot. Trust me, there's a lot to cover in this season, so we will get to it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I'm very much looking forward to this. I hope uh, we all have a great time with this. Like I said, I hold this game in high regards, but it's been over a decade since I've played it, so we'll see. How well it holds up? Fingers
2: crossed. Can't be worse uh, than Spirit Tracks. It, mm-hmm. it, it
0: it well. Technically, it could. There's always a bottom BC. You got to keep this in mind. But <laughs> I highly doubt we're gonna get anywhere near that bottom.
1: Don't go near that bottom, kids.
0: <laughs> For our next episode, we are going to restore Hannah Valley and clear the pass. There's gonna be this giant boulder you come across. You got to blow it up. Do that. Get to the nearest save station. I've done that go ahead and save. <laughs> Do all that, meet some people, have some fun, bark a bunch, and we'll be back here and talk about it on Chat of the Wild.
2: Guide in guide in.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs>
1: Spent a lot of time talking about stuff uh for this one. You know, it it's we usually don't play something this big on a Zelda like. Uh we don't we don't have about twenty minutes of stuff to say about Oceanhorn Two before we start it up. Just
2: twenty minutes of sobbing before we uh dive into Oceanhorn Two. <laughs> say goodbye to your loved and, ones.
0: <laughs> and be going, guys, it's not gonna
2: be that bad. It was better than Oceanhorn One. Um Yeah. But uh, three AM White Castles is also better than Oceanhorn one. So
0: I would say it was better than all of the like eight bit games that we played. I mean, you know, if we're gonna compare it to all of that, not I'm not senty. putting it at the bottom. Not you're gonna
2: talk about Battler that way? S- no, you can't. Look, you do yeah,
0: Battler was the lighthouse. Dagden in takes a sea fence. of boring <laughs> gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Oh man, right? Yeah. Battler. Badler, you deserve better. Anyway, you did get better. You got a lot. There's a lot better Golden Axe games out there. So, you know.